But Sam, let's talk about what we are here to do today. Oh, or we... what what we are <laughs> sharing with the world over the next coming months, hopefully years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what has brought us to this point together? Yes, okay. Well, hmm. We're both mothers. Yes. We're both DJs. We are indeed. We're both going to be working mothers. Or yeah. Like, yeah, we are working mothers. Um, and we, I guess we, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but we want to, we want to get to the bottom of like, how does all of this shit work? <laughs> Exactly. How, how do you have how do you, how are you pregnant and DJing? How are you even even thinking about having a baby as a yeah. DJ and having a music career and everything that comes along with it? And I feel like when I was pregnant, I I would have I was craving something like this. Mm. Like I was like, please just but all I listened to was Australian birth stories. Um, <laughs> true. You love Australian birth stories. I've, I've, big, I've up, big up that like, <laughs> so much. But um, yeah, shout out Sophie Walker. Uh, um, but yeah, I guess that's what we're trying to do, right? Like just yeah. get different right. perspectives. and Yeah, how, how to navigate the world of like I guess underground dance music or just dance music and electronic music in general, how to navigate it as a parent, what yep. that looks like and and uh, yeah, how to find the people who can help you through this journey as well. And yeah. I guess we are very fortunate that we have found people within our industry who we are going to be able to speak to and they'll be able to impart their knowledge on us and yes. on the listeners and you guys as well because it, there hasn't been too many conversations about it prior and obviously I'm coming towards the end of my pregnancy whilst recording these and I've been so grateful to find those people mm. like yourself and be able to have these open honest conversations um, and come to realize that there hasn't been anything like that before. Exactly yeah um, and I think what I really am looking forward to with these guests that are coming up are their, the diversity of their experience. Like yes, fathers, we have mothers, we have um, we have people in the industry as a, I mean, like behind the scenes in the industry, and we have people who are artists, we have people who are, you know, it's just like people who aren't even pregnant yet, but people who, who are, yeah, who are. <laughs> considering this journey and, and yeah. want to find out more which again it's just a conversation that isn't actually had too much like being in this position we can talk about it because we're here but yeah before conception I think is super super interesting and I'm so excited to share that one actually yeah me too yeah because yeah. I just I think it's good I think I really honestly believe this will be an invaluable resource to young people who are considering this, like have, being a parent. Cause Agreed. Like, um, I mean, who are in the music industry or even just creative arts in general, um, who are freelancers, who are, you know, 
Yeah. There's so much to consider. Like you've got to think about like finances and, and, and even things like, can I get pregnant? Yeah. And how long should I wait? Is waiting too long too? I, I don't know. This is so when's, much- when's the right time? <laughs> yeah. Right time. Timing. And, and like we had mentioned before, but support, not just at home, but people within the industry who are going to be able to support you and what that looks like. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hope out of this, we'll have more of an open discussion. We hopefully will have um, the ability to find more resource because I think we're on that journey as well. We're wanting yeah. to find um, other tangible ways to make this a viable option. You yeah. know, there are more women DJing than ever mm-hmm. at this yeah. point in time. Yeah. So naturally, you're going to have a lot more people if they choose to, you know, being mm. pregnant and yeah. having children and we should be able to continue in our roles whilst also having babies. <laughs> exactly. And not having to, we shouldn't have to sacrifice anything for that really. No. I feel like it, we should just go head first into it and just be like, take it or leave it. A hundred percent. Like don't compromise anything. Yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> no <maybe> compromise. <laughs> smoking and drinking, maybe not so good <laughs> for pregnancy, but. I mean, fun should not stop. Fun should not stop. That's it. That's so true. And your career should not stop. And exactly the thing I I feel like I've learned in the past two years of, or I guess two years and nine months of matrescence. (laughs) Um, I, I have felt so, so, so much support from my label to my managers to my agents promoters fans like everyone like it's just been phenomenal the amount of support and I feel like you are the same right like you're a hundred percent I I was overwhelmed by how supportive people were actually that was a huge fear of mine and I think that's another thing to discuss you know fear is plays a big part in this Mm -hmm in this uh, stage and this this journey being so unknown it's such a personal experience you know so um, there was a lot of fear when I first became pregnant and Mm. one of the big fears was how will I continue in this yeah uh, in this career and what will people think will I be left behind like how Mm. is that going to look for me so to have such an outpouring of support from people mm. has been just the most heartwarming and just yeah just like life affirming mm. thing you know and I'm so grateful for that and I just want that to continue I want that to continue not just for myself you know because yeah. because I am visible visibly pregnant <laughs> you know and I have mm. been visibly pregnant but I want that support to continue for people who who aren't so visible you know, and who don't choose to share their pregnancy necessarily online because yeah. it's not all about that, you know. It's about how exactly, can we yeah. support parents through this entire, entire journey from from pregnancy through to, you know. Well, we, we, I'm not going to divulge on another episode, but, you know, how can we support uh, parents who still want to go out and party or still want to go to festivals and how mm. can we how can we uh, 
yeah, keep it, keep the magic alive for them too, because they deserve it also. So definitely, yeah. definitely. That's so beautifully said. <laughs> well, not with my cold. No. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I, w- I was just saying that I'm surprised not peeing more. <laughs> Do you know what? In the night, I am. Ah, but not daytime? No, it's, well, yes and no. Like, last night, basically at night, I have been going for a wee, like, every hour. Oh, shit. It's so annoying. <laughs> and I, like, <laughs> I'll, like, stop drinking water, like, a, yeah, a bit before in bed in preparation. But still my bladder must he must be pushing on my bladder like yeah. there's no room at the inn wow <laughs> Get out of there. he's like I'm coming and I'm like please just relieve my bladder oh my gosh I can't wait to like not have to pee all the time yeah honestly I'm so I love same. it I love being pregnant I love it but I am ready for my body to come back to me yeah <laughs> yeah you yep. know yeah yep. but I'm also like, I- it does. It's quite painful peeing after birth. After, I've heard. I've got all of the like paraphernalia for after oh, as well. Good, good. I've got like okay. the ice pack pads. Mm-hmm. I've got. Have you called it? It's called spritz for bits. It's like a, oh, a spray. Like a little, yep. Like it's like got like cooling stuff in the spray. I've got. Oh foam. yeah, you're, you're going to be fine. I'm going to be so fine. <laughs> also, you can. I I used to um, I used to put. I would soak uh I forget what it was but I would soak pads like the the maternity pads in in like this um some kind of elixir I'm gonna say like (laughs) like aloe vera sorry like aloe vera vibes what's what's yeah that kind of thing I I can't remember what it was but it was just like this very German looking bottle (laughs) and I would I would soak that, the pad in that, and then put it in the freezer. And my midwife told me just to. Well, let me know what that German looking bottle is because I'll I will find buy out. It. Actually. Yeah, I'll send you something. <laughs> Please do. I will buy it. I'll do anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, enough of that. <laughs> enough about enough sore about vaginas. <laughs> no, more about vaginas. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, scrap the rest of the podcast. Let's just talk about vaginas for 60 minutes. Um, but yeah, I guess we should, we should introduce ourselves as... We should. You know, uh, we're hosts and people should know a bit about us, I guess. So yeah. Do you want to start? You tell our listeners um, about your journey into music and motherhood and... Yeah. yeah. What a journey. So my name is Helena Starr. Um, that's what I go by. I am 27 currently and I am 37 weeks pregnant. Um, yes. I started DJing around 10 years ago now. Um, wow. But I mean, I say I started DJing. I started doing radio when I was 16. So that's actually it's more than 10 years ago now. Um, Amazing. and. I had kind of always known that I'd wanted to be working in music. I didn't know what capacity, but um, it was music. And I was lucky enough to find radio when I was that age. Um, I joined my local radio station at 16 called Kane FM. Oh, Kane FM in Guildford. Big up. Always got to shout them out. 
Um, <laughs> they gave me some work experience for a week, and at the end of it, I had to do a live show on air. Oh, were you nervous? I was so nervous, but I was so excited. Oh. I was like, this is the oh. coolest thing ever, you know? Like, yeah. I get to be the host, I get to choose all the tunes. Like, oh, I was so excited. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I did that show, and a couple of days later, I get a call from the station. They were like, you've got quite a nice voice. Like, you've got a good voice. You, you did a really, Which really good job. you definitely do. <laughs> well, not right now with this cold. Sorry, everyone. But <laughs> I usually have quite a nice voice. And uh, yeah, they said, do you want to join the breakfast show on Wednesdays um, every week? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yes, I do. I know. <laughs> So I joined uh, the breakfast show. I think it was called Breakfast in Base. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so funny. I love it. I love so it. funny. Um, and I joined as a co-host. So when I was 16, I used to get up before college on a Wednesday at 5 a.m. And I'd walk to the studio um, and I'd get there for six. And then I'd be on the show Whoa. until eight or nine. I can't remember. Um, and then I'd go to college after. Wow. Yes, that was my kind of introduction to it all. And I kind of got the bug from there. That's why I say every time yeah. I tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> when did you join Foundation? Foundation was a lot later. So that was when I was 16. And I moved to London when I was 18 because I knew I wanted to be a presenter and I wanted to be a DJ. Mm. Um, I had my first DJ gig when I was 18 um, uh, in, in Guildford. So I was like, yes, I'm going to move to London. I'm going to just get into it. <laughs> it's not really yes. how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Took quite a while after that, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, I kept chipping away. I kept going out and exploring London, exploring my sound mm -hmm. and building up the confidence to yeah. play in places. And it took quite a while, to be honest with you. But I joined Foundation coming up to the day actually so November five years ago November 2018 um yeah. uh well prior to that I had seen foundation put a post up on Instagram they hadn't been around they just had a new Instagram and it was like new station coming soon and I was like <laughs> oh who is this what is this and um at the time it was and still is it's still dedicated to holding a space for women and non-binary people and um I was like wow okay maybe this is my opportunity so I sent through a show I had done for my very good friend Jaguar I covered for her and represent and uh I got a message from Frankie who runs the station saying oh we've got actually we actually have a uh show available on Tuesday someone's just dropped out oh do you want to come and take that position so and they were like yeah so I went that Tuesday and that was the second day that they had been on air. So it was like the first week of Foundation FM. And yeah, they they were very happy with the show that I did. And they were like, who are you? Yeah. Who is this person? We've never heard of you before. I'm like, well, get to know everyone. Wow. And that's when I joined Foundation. So that for me was a real turning point in my journey turning point in my career I had a bi-weekly bi-monthly show and um 
yeah, I did, I've been doing that for five years. And I guess it's so funny to talk about your journey because I'm like, from that point, it's just been here, there, everywhere, up, down, you know. Um, yeah. But I guess, again, at the centre of it all has been sharing music in any kind of capacity. So yeah. I would call myself a host, presenter. I've done uh, talks and hosted mm. um, and hosted interviews and, and things like that. I just a, a all round music lover, really. That's me. <laughs> Love it. Love you. I love you. Love you. (laughs) And Sam, tell us about your journey, which is actually so I don't actually know if we've had this conversation before. So I'm interested to know about how you started. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, wish it's a little bit different because I I I kind of stumbled into music in a way. Um I was always very, very much into music and when I became a teenager I was into like R&B and like hip-hop and all of that kind of stuff because I'm 37 so I'm a millennial and I guess every <laughs> every millennial had a R&B phase when they were a teenager <laughs> um I mean maybe I'm speaking too generally there but whatever no um, it's true <laughs> it's, it's true right it's facts everyone, everyone loves it um and yeah, I I was I was always listening to music and I was in like uh I would hang out in the music room during high school and we would just like come up with little dance routines to like Biggie and stuff. And, <laughs> and then I left high school and I found some new a new group of friends. I'm still friends with my high school friends, but um yeah, I left school and kind of came interested in actually it it was indie music for a little Mm. bit I went through this like really funny indie stage for like a year and then I got into UK music like dance music and that's when I was like holy shit this is cool (laughs) and I was like totally starstruck by like I don't know all, all the like Hessel kind of releases and I don't know it was just I was obsessed with that label and um yeah anything UK dance music related I was like a fan of and I I feel like when I came to the point maybe like when I was 20 29 or so I um I was like I really want to start making music because I'm not really finding the stuff I really want to hear anymore even though there's so much out there and I was I was an idiot for thinking that because (laughs) this is like years no I get that though yeah it's just kind of like in terms of like newer stuff I was just like "Mm, not so not really feeling it so I kind of wanted to make my own stuff that I wanted to hear and it was definitely influenced by these phases of R&B and hip-hop and UK bass and stuff so I got my partner, Tom, my husband now, um, he's like an incredible producer, like uh, he's amazing and (laughs) he is super, super technical as well. So I I was like, can we make a song together where I just tell you what to do? (laughs) Yeah. And and I just like completely directed the whole thing. 
I'd be like, no, not that sound. Give me another one. <laughs> and we'd just go through like hundreds of samples and like all this stuff. But anyway, I made a song called Perfume and I made a few, quite a few songs after that in that fashion. And um, God, what happened then? I ended up releasing on my friend's label called Sumac and um, then uh, Anthony Naples showed Fortet, the yes. I the EP this. <laughs> on, and he was, he was listening to, apparently this is the, what I heard. Um, he was listening to it on the plane on the way to Coachella. Um, and he was like, damn, I've got to play this song. <laughs> and it was this song called DJ Logic, please forgive me. And he played it. And then all of this kind of crazy stuff started happening where like I was getting hit up by major labels and like, um, yeah, like my manager got in touch with me and it just kind of skyrocketed from there. And, um, yeah, I moved to London. I was always going to move to London. I was applying for like nannying jobs and like mental health jobs. And I was going to say yes to one. And in like, I think that day I was about to say yes. My manager was like, look, I don't think you need, I think we need to do music <laughs> like full time. So yeah, I didn't take the job and I haven't looked back. Since. Wow. <laughs> and you actually started DJing in that time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I when had only, I played a heavenly show, which is, a party put on in Sydney by my friends, including Tom, my partner, and they booked me as the opening DJ. And I just played like slow jams and it was to about five people. And I had, I have never been so nervous in my life. (laughs) And, but then I was like, I'm never, I'm never doing that again. I don't, I don't want to do that. And and then a year later, when I released um, the EP, I started getting like bookings offers, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll try it one more time. And and I did, and I I actually enjoyed it. So yeah, and I love it. And you're very good at it as well. No, you are. You are my. You're like queen DJ. (laughs) You get the title of queen DJ. Do I? Do I get that title? I'll wear that crown. I, I honestly, because I always, I'm often like analyzing people's <laughs> DJ stees, and I feel like you have incredible DJ stees. Really? Yeah, just the way you like dance around and like, and obviously the selections are amazing as well. But that's so funny. It's yeah, it's great. Well, <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Because I would never say I have stees, and I feel like people oh, would be like, "You're you losing stees." <laughs> I don't even know what stees is. Is that is that an Australian term? Uh, I don't know where where it, where it derives from, okay. but I, I know it's a word. We we use word. It, we're using it in the right context. Okay, good. good. <laughs> Sorry, it's probably really ignorant saying it's Australian. Yeah, it's Australian, I mean, right? It's, it's definitely Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, yeah. let's. So you you started DJing and performing, and then we had 
lockdown. Yes. And then, so, and then, and then, and, and then, then I had a baby. And that was, I think it's really interesting that both of us are having this conversation because we both come from different uh, journeys into pregnancy. So yours was something that in lockdown, you and your partner went, oh, this feels like a good time to mm-hmm. have a baby. Yeah. So tell us about that. Um. Well, I... I was kind of on the fence for a long time about whether I wanted a child um, at all. Mm. Um, and, Why was that? Um, God, I it was just like an intuitive thing. I was like, I don't know if I actually genuinely want this. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm just doing it because it's the norm. Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. Um, but then I realized during lockdown, I was like, okay, I, I just sort of had this yearning and actually I had had a similar yearning a couple of years prior in Melbourne when I was living there and we had, we tried to get pregnant and I got pregnant, but then I miscarried. Oh. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe my mm. intuition was wrong. <laughs> and then anyway, fast forward. Uh, yeah, I realized I want this. I genuinely, genuinely want to give myself over to another human in mm. a way that I don't think I have ever done before. No. And my partner, Tom, was also feeling that. Like he was, I mean, it took a lot of convincing, to be honest. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm ready. Let's do it. And he was it's like, a big, it's a big step. It's a big it's step. A, yeah. Um, but he was like, okay, well, let's start trying. And we're very, 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 very fortunate to fall pregnant straight away again and very, very fortunate to have carried Jeannie full term and now yeah. she's two years old. But, yeah, I feel like, yeah, because your story is so different. I want yeah. to – you've got to tell our listeners about your story. It's, I love it. Well, so. <laughs> so. So. What's my story? <laughs> Well, your, so, yours wasn't planned, right? No, mine wasn't planned. So that yeah. is the story, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the tea. <laughs> that's the tea. So it wasn't planned. It was a surprise pregnancy. And so, as I mentioned, I'm 27, which I feel like now would be considered quite young to Very be young. I, yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, young. Yeah. My mum wouldn't think so. but <laughs> No, exactly. Like, it, a generation ago, this was like a normal time. but. Yeah. For us now, especially being career-led mm-hmm. women and women are just more focused potentially on their careers and yeah. um, having more time before they have babies, which totally was what I was planning as well. Um, yeah, so it definitely, I'm definitely viewed as like a young mum now, which is quite funny. It's so um, cool. Because I'm actually an adult. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a fully grown adult. I'm a adult. grown woman. Thank you I'm actually much. grown. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in February, I fell pregnant and it wasn't exactly something that I had planned. I, I wanted kids and I have wanted kids. But in my mind, I was going to have kids in like five to mm. seven years. Yep. <laughs> Probably similar to what when you had yeah. Jeannie, like 35, yeah. that's when I was planning to have babies. Mm. Um so it was definitely a couple years earlier than I had expected. But 
just going through it. I'm, I'm with an amazing partner and we've known each other since we were 15. Also a Tom. Yeah, also a Tom, double Toms <laughs> here, Tom squared. Um, uh, I've known him since I was 15. We've been together for three and a half years. Oh, and... I, I didn't know you had known each other since you were 15. Yeah, we know each other since oh we were 15. So cute. <laughs> yeah, we grew up in the same area. Wow. Um, and when we were 15, we used to chat on BBM, Blackberries. Oh, okay. Yeah, on Blackberries. (laughs) I never had a Blackberry. Did you not? Oh, well, that was all the rage in my little town of Ah, Guildford. Okay. Um, So we we used to chat. We met at a party, but we we didn't know each other too well. Anyway, Mm. fast forward, I can't, like seven years later or something like that, and we got back in contact. Wow. And yeah, we've been together for three and a half years now. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we had kind of come to the point where we had decided that we wanted to be like life partners, I would say, you know, sounds so cringe. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh going to hear this and be like, oh. No come on, <laughs> give me the cheese. Exactly, exactly. But we had both, you know, we, we had decided that actually this is where we wanted to be. And this is, we are the people we wanted to be with. And mm-hmm we wanted to have children together yeah. and it so happened that I was pregnant wow. <laughs> you know yeah so but like obviously, yeah. yeah there would have been so much going through your head in terms because you were Oof. as you were just saying like you're a career woman and yeah you know you have to really consider these things and 100 percent. like what what was going through your head when you saw the the positive um Sam there was a lot going through my head yeah the <laughs> <laughs> <Only> question <laughs> There was a lot to go through my head. I can tell you now that that was, <laughs> that was a very uh, tumultuous time, uh, week. <laughs> but yeah, it took some time for me to process it. It took mm-hmm. some time for me to actually come to a decision on what I wanted to do and how I wanted to approach this. Like, did I want to be a mother right now? Like, was yeah. this something I wanted to do? Um, and going over it with Tom, going over it with my mom. Um, very Who did grateful. you tell first, Tom or your uh, mom? Tom, Tom, okay. Tom was there. <laughs> okay. So I, so I was like, I think I'm pregnant, and he was like, Okay. We had builders in as well that day. It was a really great day. <laughs> great day in oh, the no. household. <laughs> um, and then uh, we both called our parents and wanted to kind of speak to them on mm-hmm. advice and just kind of. Just, just to have some support, really, and I have to say, we're very, we're very fortunate that we have um, parents who are just completely supportive. You know, wow. no, no matter, matter our, no yeah. matter our decision, they were like, whatever your decision is, the right decision. Which wow. I was oh. so grateful for. You know, those words were very, very, yes. really, really helpful, and actually helped me determine what I was going to do. To be honest, because I had been given full support and control over my own mm. body as you should but you know it's there's a lot of factors involved yeah there's a yeah. lot of uh things to consider and go through and mm-hmm. yeah like the the fears were to be honest mainly revolving around my career and the yeah. point that I'm at in my journey yeah and I, I didn't know how that looked mm. I think that's why again why the conversations that we're having now are so amazing because prior to being pregnant and having these convos um I didn't know what it looked like to be uh apart from 
seeing you and and jams and Annie Mac, but still a very limited amount of people who were who either were pregnant or or visible or had children that I knew who Mm. I could relate to who I could see myself being in the same position as so it really took a while for me to come to terms with that um yeah but when I did I kind of was like oh yeah I felt I mean I felt I feel great now I'm so glad that I am pregnant and I'm so excited to have our baby um but yeah I think once I made that decision you know you just start to work through it you just go yeah you just commit and you're like you just commit okay (laughs) this is is my life this is this is what's going on yep how do I create a world that works for me yeah how do I continue doing what I want to do um be be pregnant (laughs) you know um and I've been super fortunate to continue playing because I wasn't super super ill um it was not exactly easy in the first I hasn't been, I mean it hasn't been easy throughout the whole pregnancy to be honest with you it's been great yeah. to do it but it's not been an easy journey mm. you know it's grueling <laughs> it's grueling it's, it's tiring it's like yeah. I can't believe that I used to be out until like 10 a.m do you know yeah. what I mean yeah like partying I mm. can't I can't stay up till 10 p.m <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's been. Uh, sorry, I was starting to waffle now, but no. um, it's been such an interesting uh, journey, and I'm, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love when you said um, that you want to create. You're just like, okay, I'm pregnant now, and I'm just gonna create, yeah, my life around this, and I'm not gonna stop my career. I'm not gonna stop doing what I love, and I'm just gonna have those two things happening at the same time exactly and as you mentioned before Annie Mac was a person she like embodies that I think especially with this new party series she's doing which inspired my own series but um her party series like before midnight it's just like she's she's just calling all the shots and it's so impressive and I feel like that's what we have to do. We have to role model this and just be like, exactly. look, we're women, we're, we're giving birth, we're carrying children. You just need to kind of bow down to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also like, like you said, creating the space for yourself, which I think yeah. we are lucky to be in a time where we can do that. You know, exactly, like I, yeah. I, I really feel like we said this before, but in the 90s I just don't think that would have been applicable no, like no not at we all we have a voice now whether that be on social media or you know in spaces to say actually yeah no sorry that's not gonna yeah. work for me this is what's gonna work for me I'm gonna start my own thing if you can't do it for me and this is how it's gonna look <laughs> yeah you I know? mean and it's it's so empowering and this is exactly how it should have always been but unfortunately it <laughs> and it's and it is there are still um pockets of of course you know that it's not like this for everyone no but. exactly and i guess that's what this podcast is aiming to be i kind of i'm looking at it like a like a mother's circle like a women's circle yeah. you know yeah. but uh it's space for and anyone can listen and anyone can uh join it as well it's not under wraps it's not like a taboo subject it's 
it's open it as it should be you know Mm -hmm. and and it's great it's amazing it's like wow I can't believe that we're not talking about this more because 50% of the population are women and a lot of them are going to want to have children (laughs) or have children and as you were saying earlier like there's more female identifying DJs or like childbearing DJs um uh now more than ever and we need we need to have these conversations because just that people are going to be entering their career and being like okay so what how am I going to even factor in a family and hopefully in this podcast we can sort of guide you through it through different experiences different like we we hope to cover as many experiences as possible. Exactly. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> My job. Oh, shit, I don't, I don't know what to come after that. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs>